You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. Well, we're looking at uh, prayer. Go figure. How's that for the timing of the Lord? Prayer 2016, today's on intercession. And so we're going to look briefly at intercession. I will be as brief as possible. And all the people said, Thine old bite. Amen. Mm-hmm. So what is intercession? Mm. Wow. We have intercessors in this room. Right on. We have intercessors that know more about intercession than I do. They've been interceding for years and years and years and years. I've always, I've always looked to the time. I was praying for the time when our church would be so large and we'd have other staff people that all I would have to do was pray. Because I really feel a calling to intercession. But pastoral duties oftentimes keeps me from being able to, to get alone and have that concentrated focus. But I find... He hears while you're driving the car. He hears as you're going about caring for, for other sheep. You know, He hears the cry of your heart always. Intercession is, is when we're praying for someone else. We're praying for a situation. We're praying for a person. Oftentimes, it, it, sometimes it, it helps us to see it like we're mediating I saw one picture of, uh, of intercession and it had like the Golden Gate Bridge, you know, this huge bridge that's going and there's a section that's missing. There's a section that's missing and I saw that and it spoke to my spirit and I thought, wow, that's intercession. That's what intercessors do. They bridge the gap. Where, where, where there's been a breach, interse- intercessors mend the breach. You know, I don't understand everything about healing, but I know sometimes there's things that we, we can do that really tie God's hands because he won't violate our free will. And I think that's when we need to go to intercession. How many has anybody in your family that doesn't know Jesus in a very personal way? Okay. Are they trying to midge the are are they trying to get to Jesus? Are they pursuing Jesus? Are they saying, Man, I really want to know the Lord? No, they're not. And so they're over there, and that's one of the one of the functions of intercession, especially when it comes to lost people, is that we're praying and we're mending so that whatever the breach is whether it's on their side, whether it's the darkness, whether it's the evil one that's brought some kind of total misconception and is able to capitalize on a wounding, an event to where they walked away from God and never want to see God again. And all. Intercession is what launches the grace bombs. Mm-hmm. And so we need to intercede. And I know mothers and grandmothers fathers and grandfathers, when they have a family member who may slip into eternity without Christ, they are on their knees. They're on their knees and they're praying. They're interceding. Now there's, a, there's all sorts of ways in which we, when we get desperate, we come to God and sometimes we think our desperation is what's going to convince God. 
How many have ever read Luke 18? Yeah. You know, the, the importune widow. She's banging on the door and she's, she's, you know, she doesn't have faith in the superior, the governor, whoever it is that she's banging on the door, that they're going, she's going to get justice. So she's banging, she's persevering, she's going to wear the guy out. And a lot of times when we see that picture, we think that's a picture of how we're supposed to pray. We're supposed to bang on heaven's door until God gives us what we want. And it's like, no, 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 that's a contrast. Jesus is telling that as a contrast. Here, when you have someone who is not favorably disposed towards you to give you the favor, you have to knock the door down. But that's not your father in heaven. Your father in heaven is for you. So Jesus says, will there be faith on the earth? Do you believe that your father in heaven is so concerned and so loves you that he hears the cry of your heart? Hmm. So in in one sense, we don't have to bang down the door because we don't have a stubborn father who wants to keep everything to himself that doesn't want to bring justice to the earth, that doesn't want to bring healing to the earth. He does. And so we come and we ask. Now, the model that I've I've been sharing with you that I really, really enjoy, it comes from Graham Cook, and he calls it the the art of crafted prayer. And he, he talks about, first of all, when we're going to intercession, we're going to come before the Father. We need to come before the Father and we need to come into his presence. And that's usually by praise, thanksgiving, worship, all the different things that are avenues that get you into the throne room. Now, for me personally, I always like to picture the throne room. I don't, I don't always see myself walking by the lake with Jesus. Sometimes I do, and that's fine. Holy Spirit and I are dancing here in the sanctuary. That's, that's, that's a sight to behold. Uh, but when, when I'm coming with intercession, I want to come into the throne room. I come before the Father. And as I come before the Father, what I want to do is, the, is that the Bible tells us that Jesus is praying for us. He's our great high priest. He lives to make intercession for us. So he's on one side of the Father and he's praying for us. And then the Holy Spirit, <laughs> I see him kind of in my mind's eye. He's on the other side of the Father. And it says that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us with groans that words can't even begin to express. And so we've got Jesus and the Holy Spirit interceding for us. And we're invited. We have access. We have access to that place through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Through his death and resurrection, we have access into the presence of God. But the enemy wants to keep us from realizing that we have access and wants us to to pray and ask God as though we're clear over here, trying to get his attention. And here's Jesus and Holy Spirit. When we have the right to come right up and listen to what they're praying. What is Jesus praying about this situation? And in, in the case with John, Many of us have just been contending and pressing in. Lord Jesus, what are you praying concerning John? And we want to hear. Holy Spirit, what are you saying concerning John? 
And at times I could, feel, I could feel the groans of the Holy Spirit as he was praying for John. And I, I was listening and I was hoping I'd hear him say, So I get a little closer and I keep listening and I'm hoping I'm going to. And I heard them saying, Father, let your glory fill the earth. That's the only thing I heard. I wanted to hear Jesus say, Father, heal John on Friday. I mean, I, I was right there. I mean, I bought, all my chips were in. I was all in. I was so all in that after John had passed and I got to the house, I'd been there the morning and the afternoon, had some appointments to do here. When I got there, he had passed. I got the text from Ann saying that, that he had died. And so as I'm going there, I see John and, and my heart breaks and I, I start crying. And, and then I, I, I have Karen right next to me and I say, I know this is going to sound strange to everybody, but I told the Father that I was going to do this. I'm going to pray one more time for resurrection for John. I mean, I'm all in. I believe God wanted to heal John. And so everybody, the whole room gathered around John and we prayed. Mm. And John was still dead. Let's say there was no life in his physical body. John was alive. But there was no life in his physical body. And when I got done, Karen gave me the biggest hug and said, thank you. I so needed that. I so needed that. It's interesting how, you know, the Lord will kind of get us and and he he will confirm what he wants us to do. And we think it's for maybe some kind of incredible power miracle, but it ministered to his wife's heart. We all knew that we've done everything we know to do and then went one more step. And now we were at peace and could release John. Mm. Our father is so good. We don't know all the things. But here's the difference in almost every loving relationship, especially covenant relationships. It works in our marriage. It works in our relationship with God. When we use circumstances to justify whether or not our spouse loves us, say some bozo of a husband forgot the anniversary or said he was gonna be home at six because you're supposed to be at the opera at seven and something happens and it goes over and you look at the circumstances and from your perspective, some people that aren't really highly happy married people, they say, well, that, that just proves that he really doesn't love me. That proves that he doesn't love me. And they use the circumstances without knowing what's going on behind, why they forgot, why they did, you know, what what was going on. They use it to substantiate their fear. 
But we find that in couples who are highly happy married couples, their first assumption when their spouse comes up short, fails, whatever, they've trained themselves to say, I know my spouse loves me. I don't understand and I'm hurt, but I know my spouse loves me. And when he gets a chance, I'll understand what happened. You know what happens with couple number one? The guy finally gets home or he gets back from the flower shop. You know, and while he's in there, another husband comes in all frantic and he says, what are you in for? I forgot the birthday. Oh, I forgot the anniversary. I, I did something stupid. I got to buy some flowers to make. Yeah. So we think flowers atone for everything. The other knows that when they hear the story, they'll understand what happened in the circumstances. I don't know what the whole story is around John, but I know the father is loving and he's good. And I know it wasn't his will for John to pass. For my Calvinist friends, that might be really tough for you. But I don't believe it was his will at all for John to pass. Hmm. God is good. That is settled in my heart. I grieve for the loss of my brother. I'm praying, Lord, teach me how to contend to destroy cancer and to release the kingdom. Lord, show us how to collectively come together as one and to fulfill the assignment that you've given to us as your sons and daughters. Father, I pray that we would have cancer-free zones everywhere where your kingdom because we know there's no cancer in heaven and we continue to pray on earth as it is in heaven and so Lord I pray for a grace today to grieve and to grieve well mm-hmm. with a sorrow that leads to life and I pray Lord that you would release a tenacity an anointing to contend for breakthrough in praying and ministering to people with sickness and disease, especially cancer. For I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If you have anything going on in your life that you would like to receive prayer for, We call this ministry time. And we believe Jesus is here and that he has been honored, that his gospel has been shared. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the savior of the world. And he is the healer. And if you need prayer this morning, just invite you to come front or lift up your hand and we'll come to you. But we want to pray for everyone that, that has a, 
a need today. Outside of that, keep Debbie in your heart. I always, I always get amazed at how often when there's a birth, there's a death. And it's like, wow, this is interesting. So we've got a little one to love and to cherish. We've got baby Ferguson on the way. Mm-hmm. Dying old bite. We're looking forward to, I've affectionately called him Bam Bam until he gets his name. <laughs> Bam Bam. we got Maddie. Mm-hmm. Let's continue to pray. So the Lord has blessed us. Yes. And let's continue to lift up our sister, my, man, my mind just went blank. Karen? Mm-hmm. That's not who I was thinking of. Um, Betsy. Let's keep, let's keep Betsy in our prayers. We want to see the breakthrough on cancer. Okay? So, Father, thank you for your love. I invite you now, Holy Spirit, to come and give us words to encourage one another with. We pray for anointing to bring healing We pray, Father, for everything that you are doing in the earth to come forth. Let your glory fill the earth. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.